0: Hey, Scuttlebutt listeners, welcome back. Episode 101. So uh, thank you again for tuning in. If this is your first time, welcome and enjoy the next 100, we hope. Um, But yeah, so coming down, uh, normally after something is is landmark as a 100th episode, there will obviously be a tendency for some sort of hangover, but definitely not in this case... I'm so honored to be welcoming Sergeant Major uh, Lynn Kimball to the show. Sergeant Major, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy, busy schedule to uh, spend some time with us.
1: Oh, no. Hey, thanks, Vic. Thanks for the uh, invite. Um, You know, it's great to be uh, on with you um, and definitely looking forward to the conversation.
0: Yeah, this is such a critical one. And it's so, I mean, I guess just the timing is working out perfectly that we are coming off of our episode 100 and I mean we're just diving right into a, an issue that is so critical uh to me in particular you know, on a personal level I know to our listeners but really to the nation as a whole because this is becoming um really a a, a a a pandemic of sorts and what we're talking about is mental health uh veteran suicide um and Sergeant Major you are with USAA's uh Face the Fight where USAA is Uh, as the title says, like facing the fight, like really getting into this um, and not being dismissive of this really critical issue that's facing our country right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, USA, we have went past 100 years, uh, um, you know, as a company, as a corporation. And over those 100 years, uh, USA's Uh, been an innovator. You know, we've always been looking, you know, forward to uh, what we can do for our military uh, family, our military community. Um, And uh, it it just doesn't stop, whether it's, you know, through products and things that we do, but we're also extremely interested in uh, what affects our uh, military members uh, out there. And uh, if you go out and, and we ask our membership, you know, what are some of those top issues? What are the things that USAA ought to be uh, looking at or helping or supporting our uh, military community, it's you know not surprising that uh, mental health and and suicide uh, isn't up there uh, at, at the top of the the list. Uh, so yeah, USA, um, the you know different foundations that we have with USA uh, really jumped on board, um, you know, and it's the right thing to do, absolutely the right thing for our our veteran uh, community.
0: Yeah, a- absolutely. You know, I, I um you know i I am i am one you know the cynics out there um that want to either poke holes uh at the current initiatives or be you know skeptical of those coming on board but it really seems like you guys are taking an absolute sincere genuine interest in being um in the trenches with those who are having those of us who um who are dealing with these things um but before we jump into the specifics of the program and the things that USAA is doing, um, can we talk a little bit about you? Um, obviously, retired sergeant major, you are no uh, you know <laughs> you are, are are the consummate professional of the gun club. Um, Could you talk a little bit about sort of your path to the Yellow Footprints? Like, what was it that drove you? uh to be a marine and and uh, you know was it the the benefit tags of the marine recruiter or you know what wh- where did you come from yeah so uh
1: vic i i grew up in uh upstate new york up in the uh kind of the mountains and in, in the hills up there uh, uh, i would say uh typical of a lot of our service members you know just you know kind of grew up a uh, good family uh played uh you know different sports uh, different programs along that line um Kind of finished up with uh, high school started to do a little bit of college um, you know work uh, was doing uh, fine with the that part of it um, but didn't really have you know kind of a sense of where i wanted to go in the future Um, of course uh, i did that uh, again i had a couple years of uh, college under me but i think what was most impressive is to see uh, some of our uh, 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 my friends classmates that came you know, right out of high school and joined the military. Now they were starting to kind of come back after a year or two years of uh, being in the service, um, and you could just see the difference in them. You could see the change in them, and you know, it just finally kind of dawned on me that you know I needed that. You know, I didn't know where I wanted to go, didn't know what I wanted to do specifically, um, and you know, I just needed that. To, uh, uh, kind of drive uh, to go out there. Um, so, uh, you know, like typical, you know, you go down and uh, the recruiter's office, it's kind of open. It's, it's the one you roll into. Uh, but uh, in my case, a little bit, I had a couple of close friends that actually were, were in the Marine Corps and, and they really talked about the the discipline um, the uh, the motivation, the drive, um, the esprit de core that just is kind of like a lifelong thing. So um, that kind of drive drove me to to go in, um, you know, and and hit the yellow footprints uh, and get started. Um, so, uh, like I said, in a lot of ways, I'm you know kind of your typical marine out there um, that uh, you know wants that sense of purpose and drive.
0: That's awesome. So uh, being an East Coaster, so you graduated from the PI. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, gr- I graduated from Paris Island. Uh,
1: but I will tell you later on in my career, uh, uh, after about uh, four years, four and a half years in the Marine Corps, uh, I actually uh, became a drill instructor myself. And uh, actually, I was out in San Diego. Oh, <laughs> nice. The out there. Yeah. So a lot of people ask me, you know, like, hey, which one's tougher, which one's harder? Uh, it, they both accomplish the same great mission uh, of making Marines. That's for certain.
0: Yeah, I think the correct answer is whichever one I was at. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, well, that's awesome. So then you got some, you had some time on the drill field. Um, was that a carrot that sort of dangled in front of you as you were uh, wrapping up your first enlistment, or was there something that happened uh, in your early part of your uh, career where you're like, this is the thing? You know, I'm a, I fit like a puzzle on a puzzle. Board board or puzzle piece on a puzzle board this is the thing that i'm going to do for the rest of my life or was it like oh i'll try being a drill instructor and then once that was like how did that how did you end up um it'd be basically becoming a professional marine so i
1: i think uh some of it was um uh, uh just timing uh, uh on that part of it but i think the other side of it was uh, just the opportunities um that Uh, that were out there. So, you know, kind of timing opportunities that pop up. But uh, yeah, after my first enlistment, I wanted to I wanted to give back to um, the core the same thing that the core had given me. And that was obviously why I went down to uh, the drill field. I did the uh, drill field. And then after that, uh, I got an opportunity to go out uh, and do the embassy program. Um, Oh, nice. Yeah, really nice. A a chance to travel, chance to see the world a little bit. Um, You know, so I I got a chance to do that. I was getting promoted. Um, Fortunately, I was getting promoted meritoriously kind of uh, along the way, pretty much every step. Um, So, you know, it kind of kept me going uh, out there. And then, you know, halfway through, you kind of get to that 10-year mark. Um, I had the opportunity to either put F or M on my fit rep. Um, and I always liked uh, just kind of taking care of Marines, you know, and, and, you know, solving problems, uh, you know, trying to make uh, the unit the best that we could, so uh, the opportunity, obviously, for first sergeant, uh, then eventually sergeant major came along um, on that side, Um, so that's, you know, like I said, some of it was opportunity, some of it, you know, was just, you know, what came up, you know, at the right time uh, to kind of keep me going. Uh, I've always told people I'd never really considered Myself, you know, a career Marine uh, along the way. I, I don't think I ever at any point said, Oh, okay, I'm going to stay for 20 or I'm going to stay for 30. I just, I stayed because I loved it. I stayed because of the people that you work with and what you do. Uh, and then, like I said, those opportunities and I've just some fantastic opportunities that came along.
0: Yeah, that's such a common refrain. Uh, and it's one of the things that I just love about, uh, and, you know, it's easy for me to say as a former Marine, but to say, you know, the thing I love about the Marine Corps is that there's so many of career folks that did sort of do that. Like, I just love this too much. Like there wasn't this like I'm gonna chase a star sort of mentality coming in. It was just, I'm still loving this. Why would I leave? Um, and the next thing you know, you know, you're, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, rising, you know, completely rising the ranks. Um so that, that's a, it, I, I've always loved that about fellow Marines um, and, and those that I've had the pleasure of serving with alongside. It's like that joy of not just necessarily being in command or, or leading, but of being with other Marines. It's just, um, it's such a salve to all of the other stuff going on in life.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it just, uh, it makes these, matter of fact, I tell people I'd still be serving today, uh, if they would, you know, allow you and, you know, if you could, um, obviously, there's a limitation to how long you can serve and, and the purpose. But um, yeah, absolutely. To to your point, just, um, you know, the right people and, and the different missions. Um, you know, I, I think sometimes uh, uh, we forget how many different things we actually can do in the Marine Corps, uh, how many different pathways and, and things that are out there. So uh, it just it makes it a great career and an enjoyable career.
0: Yeah. What are some of your more memorable tours, if you don't mind me asking? Um, Well, obviously, you know, you
1: probably put the embassy program up at the top, uh, you know, and uh, I actually did uh, um, three different tours with the embassy program. So, you know, I went out as a deck commander um, uh, and was out for that. Then I. uh, I went back to the schoolhouse. I got a chance to be an instructor at the schoolhouse, but probably, you know, one of the most enjoyable ones was uh, actually I was a sergeant major of the embassy program. So I got to travel all over the world. I went to, I think, like 96, 97 different countries. Wow. Um, You know, yeah. And then, you know, just to see those. But then, you know, to see the quality of the marines that we have out there that are doing you know god's work um you know yeah. uh, in some really rough countries and in really rough environments and in places like that it just um you know that that part of it was fantastic and then um you know i've always you know really been super proud of you know uh, as a sergeant major to work at the general officer level and and again for kind of the same exact reason i mean you just you get to that level and then you see the the wide breadth of things that uh you know our young marines are doing the the things that we ask 18 19 year old you know kids to do sure um, and and they do it and they do it you know just beyond your imagination on how good or how well they uh can do these things um, you, you just you're kind of in awe and and you know you just sit there and you know serving them you know and helping support them just becomes just the main main idea the main issue um so um, yeah those are probably All the right. big highlights uh, what i really enjoyed most
0: absolutely i mean th- that sounds great I, I um my last duty was with mctim um in uae and so we got to work you know fairly closely with the uh embassy marines there at the consulate in dubai and then obviously uh at the uh, embassy in uh, abu dhabi uh oh, just such high class but like you said i mean here are these young Marines, these young Americans who, for example, when I was their age, was doing, like, I was the least productive American on the planet, you know, between <laughs> fighting through a hangover or, like, still high or, you know, skipping class or whatever. Uh, you know, I I was unfortunately typical of a college, young college American, but Conversely, looking at these 19, 20, 21-year-olds and the amount of responsibility that they've embraced and then are excelling beyond your wildest expectations. Um, I know as a company commander um, in country, the I, the amount of pride that I had in them had nothing to do with me, but just to watch them and just feel proud for them and to really like kind of have that comfort that, like, our country's in a good place because these people exist. Um, it was really, it's it's one of the most fulfilling experiences of my young life uh, as, a, as a Marine. Um, and so I, yeah, I definitely can echo and then what you're saying resonates with me big time. Um, but one thing I wanna, I guess, as sort of a bridge into our discussion of face the fight. Um, As you're climbing up the ranks, um, I know for me, you know, I I joined, I raised my right hand in 97, was commissioned 98. Um, So, you know, I retired in 2018. So, like, almost the entirety of my career was caught up in some form or fashion with, you know, Guat and, you know, Operation Iraqi Freedom, Enduring Freedom, even in the times that I wasn't actively in country uh, on deployment everything I was doing when I was, whether I was recruiting duty or whether I was on INI duty was in support of the, the, the long war. Um, I don't know were your experience is similar to was a long war sort of like the main staple of your career. Um, I, I wouldn't
1: necessarily, I mean, it was a big portion, obviously, uh, I joined in 1987, um, and then retired in 2018 as well. Um, but, uh, I wouldn't say necessarily, right? When I first came in, um, you know, we had Vietnam veterans that were um, the high-level uh, yeah. leadership, uh, you know, of the Marine Corps, and um, you know, you were constantly lessons learned, and you know how they operated and how they did things, um, you know, from that side of it. Uh, and then soon after that, uh, obviously, um, uh, Desert Storm. Um, yep. Desert Shield went on. Uh, of course, uh, I didn't go to Desert Storm, Desert Shield. I was uh, actually uh, sent out to the drill field, so that was my drill instructor uh, kind of timeframe. Uh, but then you had, you know, that group, and um, you know, again, we had a large population in the Marine Corps that went over for Desert Storm, Desert Shield. Not a lot of, you know, combat, uh, but um, they saw a lot, you know, and, and mm-hmm. there was those experiences. So then um, you had kind of that group, or I would call that generation that came back hey, here's our lessons learned and these are the things that we have to do um, there. And then obviously um, to your point, uh, then we went through, uh, Iraq and Afghanistan and and you know uh all the work up for that. But, you know, then all the uh, uh behind the scenes, the coming home and and how do you deal with things, you know, uh when you get back, um, you know, the families, um, the Marines themselves, um, you know, and then oh by the way, get ready to go, you know, again uh out there. So um, a little bit different, um, but um it was kind of interesting to see the three different you know kind of uh, conflicts major conflicts that i would say has happened here in the last you know uh 50 years um you know and, and how um the different uh, generations you know uh work through it
0: yeah and so then um especially now i know being part of mctim uh which was the training uh, mission out uh in uh uae we have obviously guys are coming like right out of country Um, And then being put into this advisory role, it's, you know, it is the sort of quintessential distributed operations thing. So, I mean, being on embassy duty, you feel that, you know, a hundredfold, because like you said, like you've got 96 countries, you've got every embassy consulate, um, you know, in the world, Marine standing guard and these Marines. Oftentimes, infantrymen, oftentimes, combat arms folks. But as we've seen in the long war, that doesn't necessarily mean as much as it once did uh, as far as combat experience. But now they're coming off of these, you know, off of deployments, off of fleet tours, going into um, an environment where there aren't quite so many Marines. There isn't quite the same level of infrastructure. You know, you're away from the flagpole. There's a lot of great sort of camaraderie at that small unit level, but you've got a deck commander and then maybe, you know, a team, maybe a squad's worth of Marines. Um, How did what were some of the things that you observed as Marines were sort of coming into that world, but still, you know, all of the experiences of their deployments and now they're sort of away from a a real like. um, I guess physical infrastructure but also that sort of command structure as well yeah i mean
1: i think you know when you kind of look at the embassy program you know like you said you're you're kind of uh, um, the the face of the marine corps but a little bit of the face of the nation you know out in these uh, foreign countries uh, some of the areas that are out there the things that you see um, you know uh, how you come back. Uh, matter of fact, uh, my last embassy um, uh, tour uh, that I had as a deck commander, I was in uh, Dar es Salaam there in Tanzania, where the embassy got bombed. Yeah, you know. So you're you're trying to. Uh, pull that together. You're trying to set the right tone, the right a- atmosphere to like you're saying, um, you know, hey, this is who the USAA is. This is, you know, who we represent, um, you know, as a, a country, um, you know, and then you get something significant like that to happen to bring the group back together and um, and, and work together, you know, is obviously, you know, a huge challenge, uh, but it goes back to like what we were talking earlier. I mean, you just, you have young kids, 22, 23 years old that just do a fantastic job of it. But, you know, the key is, is, you know, you've got to do it, you know, kind of in my world, you you know, you got to do it as a community. You, You know, we always talk about the team, right. And, and, and working as a team and it doesn't matter whether you're the, the uh, 03, the grunt that's there, you know, you could be the admin guy, you could be an aviation guy. Um, you still got to come together as a team to, you know, make that happen, to, to execute, um, you know, the mission that's out there um, and be that um, sounding board, I guess you would say, for uh, uh, some of these countries to understand uh, who we are and what we're doing. Um, and the they experience, I mean, what they get to see is just, you know, whether, you know, like I said, whether it was embassy duty or or it's in Iraq or, um, you know, even, you know, you talk to the Vietnam vets and, and right. the things that they were doing out there. Um, absolutely uh, awesome.
0: Yeah, I had a um, uh, prior, when I was going through TBS, I had a, a buddy who's prior enlisted MSG um, Marine, and he was in... Liberia? And it was somewhere not awesome uh, at a but not awesome time. And he said it was really hard for him, even though they didn't face any combat direct, because everyone knew, like, don't don't trip around the Marines. And they were still there was no qualms about doing it in front of the embassy. And so he said he just saw some really horrific things. What were some of your experiences with your Marines as they, you know, obviously once the sort of balloon goes up, everybody's doing what they've trained to do, mission accomplishment. Well, how was it in the unwinding portion where obviously you can't just like, hey, Marine, why don't you go, you know, somewhere else? Like there's not a wounded warrior battalion you know, in, you know, Darfur or something, how, how what was it like with, for your Marines who are experiencing some of these things? Yeah, so
1: I'll use um, Dar es Salaam, you know, is it a great example? Uh, and I won't take credit for this because yeah, I guess at the that point in time, I didn't necessarily know what was going on, but so the embassy got bombed um, at uh, 9.38 on a Friday morning, Uh, Obviously, we responded, we took care of everything from medical issues to the side of the building, you know, it was on fire, um, you know, clearing the building, making sure, you know, we accounted for everybody kind of the whole works. Um, So by the time we kind of got through that whole evolution got done, um, you're pretty much now talking that you're at Saturday morning, Um, you know, we haven't slept, we haven't, you know, you know, kind of recuperated, but, uh, so then we kind of started a, a sleep rotation, but probably one of the most important things that we did, um, in, um, there, uh, one of the psychologists that had come out from the the States after the fact said, um, that we did was, uh, we actually talked about what we saw. We talked about, you know, um, the experience, um, because each one of us, although we were in the same, uh bombing this you know or even if you took iraq or afghanistan you're in the same fight um there's six of us there were six different views there were six six different Mm. lenses of you know what we saw what happened Uh, And then on top of it, you got six different personalities. So, you know, how did that affect, you know, uh, each one of us, um, you know, uh, differently, you know, uh, how did you work through it? But um, the huge part of it was, is just, you know, having that conversation, having the discussion and and talking with each other about what we saw, what we didn't. And then um, because we knew each other, um, you know, it was kind of easy to pick up, you know, where, okay, wait a minute, this affected, you know marine x a little bit more than you know maybe some of the rest of us or you know kind of uh, vice versa uh, on it but we continually you know kind of talked um and like i said uh, the psychologist that had come out said actually that's probably the best thing you could have done is is actually talked and had a conversation and and really understood each other's viewpoint and you know uh, how we felt what it was affecting each other differently
0: that's um I mean, it's such a good bridge uh, into what we're talking about. We've had you know mental health. it there's still a lot of work we need to do. I feel like you know this is Vic world according to Vic, but the, you know that we have a long way to go as a culture, especially marine Corps marine culture, of not looking at this type of therapy, um, this type of after action as a pariah or as a, some, something that, um, there's a stigma behind talking about your feelings or sharing your experiences. Um, I think the current generation is actually way better at it than, you know, folks like myself are like, Oh, I don't have feelings. Feelings are for the weak, you know, or whatever. Um, they just get in the way of mission. Uh, but I, I do feel like as we look at the statistics the Marines, obviously we have a, a a problem amongst, you know there's something that needs to be addressed amongst those in uniform. but really the the data shows that we have such a huge spike in mental health issues, in suicide. Uh, veteran suicides once, well, obviously veterans, but once they get out of uniform and that infrastructure isn't there, they're not around people that they've shared experiences with. They don't feel like they can talk to people because they don't feel like people truly understand. Um, Of all the guests that we've had on the show, community has been the one sort of common thing that they've all said. If nothing else, become part of a community because that's the one thing that you lose usaa and face the fight i think is trying to push towards something else right um
1: i i, I don't know in the world of lynn kimball I, I think usaa is trying to push um that we do that as a community yeah that's what i mean right? yeah,
0: yeah, the, yeah yeah okay pushing towards um, a different paradigm of just right hey, yeah. you're out see you later
1: Right. Yeah. No. I, I think you know USA is really on board, and and I think they're you know as far as the direction is is spot on. Right. You know, uh, I always go back. Right. It takes a community to raise a kid. You know, uh, I mean, whether it's you know the teachers or or whether it's the the pastor or you know it's not always just the parents. Right. Because you know kid, so I think we have to look at it in the same way, and I think that's the way USA is looking at it. Is is hey, you know, we not one entity can solve you know this problem it it it's going to take a whole group right um so and i and that's where usa's face The fight has gone out and and partnered um with you know other organizations um you know but not just you know uh, maybe the mental mental health care providers or um you know the like you said belong to a community a, a veterans organization um USA is trying to bring that all together uh as a group um to help uh you know, take care of this uh issue and, and to try to work on the uh issue uh, a lot more uh, in there. I, I think the other thing that's in there and and you know you kind of had said something about it, Vic, but um I think some of the stigma with it is is, you know, hey, if I go and I talk about it or if I say something to somebody, then um, you know, I have a mental illness um and and you know i think in most cases we actually find it it's not you have a mental illness you just there's a challenge in your life there's a there's things that are out there that um you know hey just ask for help and and we can help resolve it so you know going back to the face the fight i think that's what you know um you know, we're really pushing for, you know, and to me, that's the right approach. Uh, you know, uh, we can't solve a problem or we can't solve an issue just, you know, with one part of that uh, entity. Um, and if you look at the Marine Corps, you look at the units and the organizations out there, you know, as we function, take, a, take an aviation squadron, you know, we can't uh, complete our mission You know, with just the power plant guys, the guys that fix an engine. No, you got to have the airframes guys. You got to have the avionics guys. Um, So in the same concept, you have to bring a community together uh, to complete the mission or or execute the mission. And I think that's what USAA is saying with Face the Fight. Hey, let's bring the community together. Let's bring all the partners and teams together, and we'll have a much better success ratio uh, of you know, accomplishing um, you know the issue with uh, mental health and suicide uh, prevention.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I, um, I know uh, some of the guests we've had on have talked about um, sort of exactly what you're saying, like the stigma that it's some sort of mental illness. Or a disorder when it's like no it's actually decidedly very very normal like the things you've experienced are traumatic if you didn't have a response then maybe we have a problem (laughs) like that would be the mental illness but the fact is you know post-traumatic stress isn't always a bad thing it's like you know it's what keeps my kids from reaching up and grabbing the hot pot on the stove right like they did it once they burned Now they know to stay away from... So there is a certain level of survival that is absolutely necessary with post-traumatic stress, but at the same time, it's acknowledging that what I've seen or what may have happened around me is decidedly not normal and traumatic. And this is the response. So now we just need to figure out, how do we keep that response from continuing to reoccur? Anyways, but I'm talking way outside my lane. Um, Sergeant Major, could you, as we've talked about this, face the fight campaign from USAA? Could you talk about some of the specifics of like what that really was, and like sort of, I, we've addressed it a little bit, but like what the impetus behind USAA getting involved in this was?
1: Yeah. So, as as I kind of talked about earlier, you know, USAA's been in, in existence for a hundred years, and you know, we want to be the you know financial provider for our military, you know. Uh, community. Um, But in the same sense of that, we want to make sure that uh, we're addressing or taking care of, you know, uh, issues of concern for the military community. Um, So we had gone out and uh, talked to uh, our uh, members, um, you know, had asked them what some of those uh, top uh, topics and and issues were. um, And you know they came back to us um and and that was one of the big issues that that they had said and so if we're going to continue uh with what usa is as far as you know knowing our members uh, knowing what it means to serve um then this is one of those issues that we need to go back and and we need to help address we need to be a part of it right and then also usa um you know like most corporate Companies uh, out here, um, you know, we're innovators. Um, you know, we're you're not going to be in existence for a hundred years if you don't, you know, figure out or look into the future and and solve problems and and make your um, uh, product your company uh, better. Um, so, taking the innovation side of it, um, I think you tie that into USA, and that's where we came in and said, "Hey, wait a minute, we can look at this problem, we can be a part of the solution, and, and we can uh, help out." Um, so. Uh, we had a team, an awesome team, that came together uh, here at USAA, and and like I said, di- did a whole bunch of uh, kind of research and looking. Um, what do we need to bring together? How how do we make that community that's that's going to change? Um, you know, just the kind of you know, hey, we've done this before, we've done this before. Hey, let's go try something uh, new out there. Um, right. And and that's how they really you know got into it and got involved.
0: That's awesome. What um. What are some of the things, like, uh, that, I guess, what would you, it's hard to, to to sort of quantify this from a mental health standpoint, because obviously we'd all love to just say, like, mission accomplished, everybody's good to go. But, like, what is what is USA trying to, like, specifically get after? Um, is it awareness? Um, is it uh, funding programs? Is it all of the above? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, it's a com- combination.
1: I mean, obviously, um, USAID, uh, with our partnerships, um, you know, we're able to pull together uh, with uh, you know different organizations and foundations to pull funding together. Uh, but we're also able to reach out to you know, uh, mental health providers, um, you know, folks that, you know, can, address the issues, very specifically, um, you know, pull those in, uh, and, you know, at the same time, you know, advocacy, um, you know, we talk about veterans, um, service organizations and stuff like that, um, you know, to, to partner with them to help, um, you know, work on the, the tops, uh, topics and, um, you know, subjects that, go along with it. So, um, you know, I obviously USA is you know is a financial you know side banking insurance you know life insurance uh, on that side but um you know we can be uh, the leaders as far as you know uh, pulling that team together um, to execute it
0: yeah nice um and then how about uh, folks that are, you know, listening in, like we've had, uh, you, you know, representatives from, say, like uh, American Legion uh, and various organizations. Like I said, we've had medical professionals. Uh, what can they do uh, to get with USAA or how can they partner or, or how can they basically be a participant in the face the fight uh, campaign?
1: Yeah I I would tell you know uh, whether it's an individual or an organization or group that wants to get involved um they can go on the um, the web and uh, go to weface Okay. Uh, again yeah weface thefight.org um they can go in there uh, that's a great place to go in and and get the information um you know do a little bit of uh, research and figure out um you know maybe more of um what's going on and how it's uh working uh out there and and then it also gives you you know uh connections um you know um for uh, some of the people that are really driving uh face the fight
0: awesome yeah definitely we'll put that uh that website uh we'll link it in the show description uh we put this out so well this is this is really great um uh, and thank you again, Sergeant Major, for your the generosity with your time. I know you're extremely busy. Um, one of the things uh, I did want to ask before uh, before we let you go is, um, with Face the Fight with USAA, what are some of the things um, you know as as a uh, Sergeant Major? Like, what are the, some of the advice that you would have from service members transitioning, who have made the transition and are finding it um, unsuitable? Um, those who are about to make the make the transition maybe have some anxiety behind it. But uh, you know obviously, for you, you you live the life of transition. What is it? What are some of the things you could you could give to them uh, these service members as they're they're about to embark on the next phase of their lives? yeah, I, I mean I, I I've thought about this one, you know, been asked it
1: a few times. Uh, in a lot of ways, you know it it's kind of like, uh, you know, suicide and mental health, right? Uh, you're transitioning, you're gonna do something that you haven't done, you know, necessarily before. Um, you know, reach out, ask for help. You know, uh, you know, the, the more people you talk to, the more uh, advice you get, uh, the more people that you address like, you know, hey, I'm not really sure about the veteran or the VA process, or I'm not sure about, uh, you know, they talk about this thing called networking. Um, it, the more you talk to people and and kind of going back uh, just having those general conversations next thing you know um you know every, we we all want to help each other we all want to take care of each other and next thing you know we'll put you in the um you know contact with the right people um you know uh, because again we've built that that network out there um so that that'd be the first thing i would tell people that are, are transitioning or maybe they're already out there and they're kind of struggling and they're having some, some hard time. Hey, reach back out to to some of the people that uh, you know uh, and, and just, you know, Talk to them. Tell tell them where you're at, and and you know what what's not maybe working for you, or what's not uh, going on, and and they'll you know definitely uh, help out uh, with those types of uh, issues. Um, and then you know if you're getting ready to transition, I, I highly recommend you know have at least like three mentors. You know have somebody that's been out for maybe about ten years, have somebody that's been out for maybe like five or six years, and then have somebody that you know maybe has been out for like a year. Uh, and if you have them three mentors that can kind of talk to you and tell you, um, because you're going to get a wide, you know, breadth of experience, you know, somebody that's been out at 10, you know, maybe they've had to deal with the VA, you know, multiple times or something like that, they can help you, you know, give you good information on uh, the do's and don'ts there. Uh, maybe the person that's been out five years, maybe they've changed jobs a couple times, because, you know, again, we typically don't land, you know, with the same job and, and continue on. Um, and then, you know, of course, the, the individual that's getting out uh you know or has been out a year, maybe year and a half, uh, in a lot of ways, they have like the latest and, and mm-hmm. greatest as, as far as some of the processes and, and procedures out there. But again, if you really look at, you know, um, you know, this, I'll I'll tie it back to like face the fight. You 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 just you don't transition on your own. You you gotta transition, you know, as a community. We you know you got to partner together um and and do you know, these things, um, you know, go back to your Marine Corps, uh, career. If you were going to PCS from, you know, Camp Pendleton, California, and and you were going to go to, you know, Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, um, you just, you didn't do it on your own. You know, you, you had a community that helped you, uh, you know, get from one place to the other, um, uh, out there. So, uh, yeah, just talk about it, ask questions, uh, look for, you know, advice, um, you know, don't be afraid, uh, you know, to, to ask for. It for advice
0: yeah absolutely don't what uh don't suffer in silence right like
1: yeah there you go yeah yeah. perfect yeah absolutely
0: Um, well that that's tremendous advice i know uh you know for me i went uh i stole my kids gi bill and went right back into school but even that you know something about you know i it was 20 years since the last time i was uh you know uh in a classroom setting, a uh, civilian cl- classroom setting. and So I think even if it's four, if it's 20, 30, whatever, I'll also remember like time doesn't stand still. The, the world has continued to move on and we've obviously grown. So you're not the same person you are when you remember it. The world isn't the same as it was when you were back then. And that's a good thing, but don't just assume that you can do this without community and without other people. Um, because even when you are around people, you can still feel extremely lonely. Um, and so, oh. and I, 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 so I think that's great advice, mentorship. And there are so many out there, right, that are looking, that would be more than happy, you know, veterans that would be help willing to help new veterans uh, make this transition.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you have the veteran organization, but, you know, uh, I'll even and put it in. And I, I think, again, you, you know, um, you know, I kind of harp on USAA and face the fight, but if you, if you look at USAA, you go onto the website, there's an advice page on there, um, you know, and, you know, we're not the only ones that that do it, right? But again, there's a lot of companies and corporations out there that truly understand, you know, um, you know, the challenges of transitioning and, and you know, hey, how do we help? And they want to be part of the community uh, to solve these problems, Um you know, on getting out. So, um, yeah, there's there's all kinds of you know information and and opportunities out there. You know, do a little bit of research, um, you know, to to help yourself out. But you know, and you said it perfect. You know, don't suffer in silence. Is you know, um, there's just way too many um, groups, people, organizations, corporations um, that are are ready to you know uh, help you and and give you advice. Um, you know, obviously, nobody's you know going to do it for you, but there's so much uh, help and support right. um, uh, out there.
0: Well, and it's just so tragic. Uh, you know, those those data fields are filled with people that said, "I'm good, I got this," um, and then obviously, it didn't. It, it it's bigger than any of us can really fully understand at this point. And so it's it's so great that you know, companies like USAA are willing to face the fight um, and and get on board with this. So Sergeant Major Kimball, this has been so awesome. I really, really appreciate you coming on, taking the time to talk to us about this. Um, Is there anything like where we know we fight.org, Is there any other ways um, that that folks can find you or USAA or, um, you know, get more information on this? Uh, no, that's the big
1: one. Um, you know, I, like I said, I would d- definitely recommend uh, go there and, and hop on that one first. And then from that site and everything like that, um, you know, there's all kinds of uh, information and, and ways that'll point you or point organizations to where they need to go.
0: All right. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much. Uh, best of luck to you. Uh, and we'll look forward to uh, hearing more about um, USAA's Face to Fight campaign. All right. Thanks. Appreciate the invite, Vic. Yeah, have a great one. All right. Um, Bye. Scuttlebutt is a production of the Marine Corps Association. I am William Truding, but you've also heard the voices or contributions of Vic Rubel, USMC Retired, Antti Lichman, retired Frazier. The opinions expressed in this episode do not reflect the official stance of the Marine Corps,
1: DOD, or Marine Corps Association.